Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Oh, what a good week. I shared on Instagram earlier this week that I'm working on a longer term project that I'm so deeply excited about and also have so much trepidation and fear around because it it is a next level of letting who I am shine through. I know releasing this project out into the world is going to be so fulfilling, but there's something scary about that, about shining too brightly, about really exposing who you are and what you're passionate about. And so each day that I sit down to work on this project and I actually stick with it, and finish whatever it was I was supposed to do, it feels so good. It feels like such a big step of growth because for so many years, I was just stuck in these patterns of self-sabotage. And so often self-sabotaging myself from the very things I want so deeply, but subconsciously I'm afraid to have them. Or it feels unsafe to have them because it's too much attention or too much goodness. And so... This Evox work that I do with myself has helped me overcome so much of that self-sabotage and I'm so acutely aware of it now. And so every time I kind of overcome that little urge, it's so, I have so much pride for myself and gratitude and joy. Many of the patterns that I've addressed through Evox have actually disappeared completely from my life. This pattern of self-sabotage, I think it's so deeply ingrained that there's some more work to be done around it. But if I would have rated the intensity of this self-sabotage before, you know, even at the start of the year, it was probably like an eight or a nine. And now I'd probably rate it at like a three or four in terms of intensity and, and how much I feel like I'm struggling with it. So anyways, with that said, today's Evox session that I had with myself was on the topic of dissociation. And this is something I experience a lot. If I were to rate this right now, it would honestly probably be at a seven or an eight present day of how much this shows up in my life in small ways, in big ways, in moments alone with myself in interactions with other people and I'll get into all of that but it is certainly certainly something that is a barrier in my life and I this is something that I would call an emotional pattern so I'm starting to really develop a dictionary a language that I use frequently with clients and there's really two types of patterns in my mind that we're trying to work through either behavioral patterns and or emotional patterns. And so dissociation for me is an emotional pattern. It's where I zone out, 
But I think that dissociation, when I'm in that place of shutting down, it can lead to behavioral patterns like, you know, stuffing my face with sugar, zoning out on TV. So patterns can be connected to other patterns. You, you know, the maybe the sugar eating can be a behavioral pattern that's actually being fed by the emotional pattern of dissociation. And all of it is being fed by those deeper subconscious beliefs. So it's a puzzle that we all need to piece together for ourselves, whatever the patterns are that we're trying to work through. And it's one, I love putting these puzzles together. I love helping others identify the subconscious beliefs they may not have been aware of, how it's showing up in their life in these patterns and how we can start to really get to the root of it and hopefully eradicate them and replace those old beliefs, those old stories with new, expansive, joyful, peaceful beliefs and stories that help them live their life the way they truly, truly want to. Even after finishing this EVOC session on dissociation, I do think this topic specifically is something I might want to have more continued sessions on. Some of the other ones, I'm working in a series and the series is what are some of my barriers to growth? And I've identified, you know, overwhelm, patterns of lethargy, feelings of unworthiness, patterns of dissociation. But truly each of these subtopics could be a whole series of its own where I start a series on dissociation and I look at what are all the roots or the subtopics of dissociation. So everything can be broken down more and more. It just kind of depends on the framework that we're working within. And so I do think this topic of dissociation is one that I will probably have more evoc sessions on because it's rooted in some really, really early childhood experiences that were super profound for me. It may even be like one of my earliest memories is having a certain experience and then dissociating to protect myself from it. And so it may have honestly been my first ever intense stress response that I can remember. I don't know if there's facts to this. Uh, it'll be interesting to look up actually, but I I have a theory that whatever the first really intense stress response we have and sort of the area of the stress response that we go into. So for example, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. I have a theory that whatever that like first initial core trauma was and the, the associated stress response that we had in relation to it tends to be our core stress response that comes up in the majority of our situations. And at least for myself, as I said, this is a theory. I definitely need to look into it to see if there's any literature to support it. But it definitely has rung true for myself in the sense that my the, the early trauma that was coming up in this session, my stress response was a freeze stress response. Dissociation and the majority of the time, that is like the instinctual stress response that my body goes to when I'm overwhelmed or scared. It's to dissociate, to shut down, to freeze. 
I think one component of this is that obviously if we are alive today, the subconscious might go, well, look, that freeze response got us out of that situation. I'm still alive. So obviously that type of response works. It will keep us alive. And remember, the subconscious is a very, it's a much more primal part of us. (laughs) So we might, you know, consciously thinking we might go, well, yes, I'm alive, but now I have all of these issues I've got to unravel. But the subconscious just goes, we survived. We survived that encounter with this strategy of, for example, in my case, the freeze response. Therefore, we know it works. So let's keep just defaulting to that freeze response in hopes of getting that same result of survival. The second part of this, though, is why do I even need to go into that freeze response at all? It's because the subconscious feels overwhelmed, it feels threatened, it needs to protect itself. And this dissociation, this freeze response, is its number one tool. And so when working with clients, these are two, just two facets that I'm looking at is one, almost what is what is the protective pattern? And then two, why do we feel we need protection from certain things? And so the two facets of that healing journey are one, breaking down, why do I feel like I need to go into a freeze response? Do I feel like I can't process my emotions? I'm not strong enough to face hard things in my life. Running away is so much easier. So the first part is creating that safety within the self to help let the subconscious know, hey, these things I'm afraid of at this point in my life may not be so much of a threat anymore or may not be a threat at all. Or if there's elements of it, I now have the autonomy and the power to protect myself. So this paralyzing fear or this fear that pushes me into a certain stress response may no longer really be accurate. But then the second part of that is The subconscious can be convinced, oh, okay, I don't need to be afraid anymore. (laughs) Or there's other ways to protect myself from this fear, but the subconscious just doesn't know any other ways. Maybe no other forms of coping, of protecting have been modeled to us or to the subconscious. And so the subconscious might go, okay, I I believe that I can be safe. I believe that I can start to face my feelings or hard things, whatever it is. But I don't believe there's any other way other than this one response, which for me, again, is that freeze response. And so that's kind of the other part is like modeling to the subconscious. And a lot of this is in the visualization while we're in the evox, literally showing the subconscious what it would look and feel like to respond to stressors in a different, more adaptive, expansive way. As I initially started this session, what was coming up in my mind is I feel like this pattern of dissociation is something that I was only really aware of happening in the later years in my life. I would say maybe after college and on. But as I was really kind of going through the memories, I realized that This is a pattern that I have been engaging in my entire life. I just wasn't so aware of it. The interesting thing that I noticed, though, was that I actually feel like the dissociation has gotten worse over the years and has actually gotten worse as my life has gotten better and more peaceful and more joyful. And 
there's a lot of reasons as to why that is, I think, that came up in the session. For me, I think there's an element, there's a twofold element as to why it maybe has gotten worse over the years. One being the core wound that created this pattern of dissociation was left unresolved. So it, it was almost like a disease or an illness that was festering and festering and festering, and, right? Just like chronic illness that goes left unattended for years and years and years, the symptoms become worse and worse and worse. So I think that's a component of it. The real epiphany that I had though was that I tend to dissociate most from the things I'm so excited about. And so if I ask myself the question, how is dissociation protecting me? This is a question I have clients ask themselves a lot related to whatever the pattern is. Or what threat might dissociation be protecting me from? And going through the session, what I realized was dissociation protects me from being hurt or heartbroken, but not necessarily in a romantic way, but just heartbroken in the sense of, if you imagine just like this, the most pure, genuine, innocent little child who's wanting something and it gets denied or stripped away, that type of heartbrokenness of, oh, I wanted that so deeply and I thought maybe I was gonna get it and then it was stripped away. And as I said earlier, I really believe this relates back to possibly my earliest memory, which is this core trauma that I'm working through. And it's still not quite something that I think I want to explicitly share on the podcast just yet. So I'm not going to dive too much. I'm not going to dive into the details of it. But one of the core things surrounding that trauma was that heartbreak. And I think my subconscious just went, I never want to experience deep pain, deep disappointment, deep heartbreak like that again. So I'm never going to get too excited about things. I'm never going to laugh too loud or feel too much joy or too much happiness. And and also when things do start to get really good, I start to get nervous. I start to withdraw and pull back and shut down because in the past, In this experience, it was like I was tempted with this thing I wanted so much and it turned out to be nothing like that at all. And I think there was that deep subconscious fear of that could happen again with something that I want so much. Just when I think I'm about to get it, it could come crashing down and end up being this horrible thing. And gosh, like now that I see that, it makes so much sense why this pattern of dissociation, I think this is the other piece of it, of why it has gotten worse actually as I have found more peace and joy and fulfillment in my life is because that deeper subconscious is going, wait a second, this this is scary territory. When things get good is actually when the pain comes. So I want to run away from this. And when I had that epiphany, is when I had a releasing pattern actually. And so I just closed out this session with telling myself, telling my subconscious a new story, which is it's okay to want things. It's safe to want things and pursue your dreams. And not all of those things are gonna end in heartbreak. I'm really careful to never lie to the subconscious, right? And so, I was careful to kind of, as I was having that 
internal dialogue with myself, you know, say, hey, sometimes you will want things and hope for things and pursue things that don't end up turning out the way you thought. And so there could definitely still be let down and disappointment in your life. In fact, the odds are that you will experience a lot of letdown and disappointment in your life. However, the key message that I was trying to tell myself is, however, that letdown and disappointment will probably never be on the scale that it was in this first core wound. And so you can start to trust that even if you want things and it doesn't turn out like you expected, you'll never be hurt like that again. And you also will be able to tell the difference between an opportunity and a person who is being genuine and also someone who is being manipulative and trying to take advantage of you. So I have the tools now to prevent myself from ever ending up in a situation like that again. I have to say, it felt so freeing to be able to identify some of the subconscious roots to this pattern because truthfully, this emotional pattern of dissociation is one that has felt like such a burden. And so often it has felt like this dark cloud or this, I don't know, this entity that's like just waiting to sabotage me. Something that I have no control over. And when it shows up, when I go into this fog and when I shut down, it's so hard to pull myself out of that place. And I know that so many of my clients experience this. Many of you listening may find that you experience this as well. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. When we start to reframe these patterns that we feel caught in, whether they're emotional patterns or behavioral patterns, when we look at them as these are communication, this is our subconscious communicating with us and or trying to protect us from a perceived threat. And so that perceived threat may not actually be a threat anymore, but it's working off of these beliefs that were developed when we were extremely young and couldn't fully process the situation or the subconscious doesn't quite believe that situation's not going to happen again. But when we look at these patterns as you know, this dissociation, for example, this is my subconscious trying to protect me from ever being hurt so deeply again. And when I look at it like that, it helps me, first of all, have so much more grace and empathy for myself, but also gratitude of actually thank you for trying to protect me from that. I don't want to experience that either. I think so often these patterns can feel kind of like what I was saying. It can feel like our body, our mind is sabotaging us and like it's something we have no control over. And so, so often what that turns into is all of this self-criticism and feeling betrayed by the self and like we're at war with ourself. And that is really not the perspective that I take. And so looking at it from this perspective of the subconscious is only ever trying to protect us. Our goal is to try and understand what is it protecting us from? Why is it using these mechanisms? What's it rooted in? What limiting beliefs and repressed emotions and unresolved trauma might need to be processed and released in order to allow the subconscious to believe that it can let go of this pattern because that threat is no longer there and or there are other tools that are much more adaptive that we can use to protect us. 
Like I said before, this is so deeply rooted that I do want to have more sessions on dissociation specifically. But what I like to say is if, if during a session we're able to identify some of those subconscious beliefs and the perceived threat, now I have another tool in my toolkit when this pattern does show up. When the next time I feel like I'm starting to dissociate, I can go, okay, my subconscious might be afraid of, because like I said, now I realize that there really is a pattern that this dissociation pops up when things are going really, really good. And so (laughs) I'm in a phase like that right now and the dissociation has been coming up so much. And now I have this tool, this dialogue that I can have with myself as it shows up to kind of help pull me out of it of, okay, this is coming up to protect me. One of the reasons it might be coming up to protect me is this perceived fear or threat of when things get good, there's badness on the other side. And so I don't want to trust this goodness and, and being able to have a much more informed dialogue with myself of that's not the case right now. That original hurt, that original wound is not going to be repeated. It's safe enough to embrace all the goodness that's surrounding you right now. It's safe enough to continue to pursue more goodness, things like that. So when we start to understand this puzzle and more of the subconscious roots, it gives us many tools. One of them, you know, with the Evox, one of the tools is that nervous system regulation. But one of the tools is that dialogue that we can start to have with ourselves when we do find ourselves in the midst of that pattern as we're continuing to work through it. Ideally, over time, the pattern is cleared out completely. That is my ultimate goal, is that we can clear these patterns completely from our stratosphere. I Now I'm starting to take ratings with each client of the frequency that the pattern shows up, when it does show up, what's the intensity of it, what is their awareness around it as it's happening, and then what is their ability to shift out of it. I get ratings on all these things, and what we're looking at is how these are shifting over time. Often what people notice first, what people notice changing first is their awareness. Whereas before they might get swept up in a certain pattern and then it's not until the next day, the next week that they're like, oh God, I did it again. Their awareness is tuning in that they're able to go, oh, I'm getting pulled into it. Okay, I'm in it. I'm, I'm observing myself as I'm in this pattern. Then what usually shifts is the intensity The pattern may still be occurring with the same frequency, but the intensity of it is much, much lower. Then usually the frequency begins to shift. So it's not showing up as much. And when it does show up, the intensity is very, very minimal. And finally, the ability to pivot out of that pattern in the midst of it is is what's shifting as well. Lots to digest, (laughs) I'm sure. As always, if you've made it to the end of this, thank you so much for listening. I love to hear your feedback. So if you have questions, comments, I'd love, love, love to hear them. I think the best way to reach out is through Instagram or social media. If you don't have those though, email is great as well. My my contact information is on my website, which is linked in the show notes. As always, this is such a joy to be able to tune in with each of you, to be able to share my healing journey along with my process with Evox. As I kind of alluded to in the beginning, 
there's so many exciting things I'm working on that I just can't wait to release and share with all of you. And honestly, the only reason I'm even able to do that work on those projects is because of this e-box. Without this, I would still be stuck in the self-sabotage, in the dissociation that was truly debilitating and kept me from really taking my life where I wanted it to go and pursuing the things I wanted to pursue. So it again, it feels so good to be able to do these things and pursue my dreams without so much fear, without so much tension, without so much resistance. And I know all of those things will continue to fade away as I continue to do this deeper work. So with that, everyone have an amazing weekend. Until next week, I do have a guest interview coming towards you guys next Tuesday, which I am so, so excited for. I absolutely loved this interview. It is with a voice alchemist, and we're talking all about voice alchemy, sound healing. It was such a profound episode, and I connected with her so deeply. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. And then, of course, next Friday, another Evox episode. So until then, 